it's a style that is kind of hard to get into. I this think. one has like eight anchors. Really? Yes. What the hell, DC? Uh, it, it, I mean, all right, we'll, we'll hold on to it for yeah. the podcast. Yeah, okay. All right, let's go ahead and get yeah. into it. All right. Why do I always go to the calculator? Uh-uh. What is it about a calculator that makes me think, oh, stopwatch? <laughs> Numbers. Maybe. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Comic This Is Your Favorite Geeky Podcast Full of Rants, Ramblings, and Ravings. I am your host, Anthony Silva. Along with me is one of the greatest geeks in the world, Elizabeth Wallace. Wilhelm Scream? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Very good. Nailed Very good. It. Excellent. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this podcast uh, is actually going to be inverted. Uh, if you've mm-hmm. been listening to comic issues uh, for the last several, several months, we've been um, putting all the comic books uh, last. Uh, but because, like we said uh, last week, we were going to talk about Age of Ultron because it is so big yes. uh, and so worth talking about. And so controversial, God. Apparently. Yeah. Um, that uh, we we so wanted to talk about it, but we understand not everyone may have seen it yet. Mm-hmm. So all of the news and that stuff we're actually going to flip and put into the back of the podcast. Right. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about the books um, up front. Namely, uh, Convergence, which we've been talking about for the past uh, well, five weeks, four yeah. episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't get into it last week because of uh, all the fun interviews that we did mm-hmm. over at uh, for Free Comic Book Day. Convergence. Been um, trying to understand it... Yeah. Trying to decipher the story. Right, and I read four and five back to back, and I felt like I understood what was going on in four way more than five. So, you know. Um, yeah, four, I feel there, there's a moment in four where Telos, who's been our big antagonist, kind of recaps again his, his plan. Right. And that is... You know, all these cities through all of time and all the, the the dimensions that Brainiac has collected and put on this planet. Right. Telos has brought the walls down, told them they have to fight because he wants to build the greatest society. And that society is the one that will survive right. fighting all the other ones. And they will survive on this one planet. And Telos was that planet made sentient. Yes. Supposedly. Supposedly. So, supposedly, yes. Um, so the recap honestly honestly helped because in the beginning, in, in in Zero and the first issue, that's kind of what he said. Yeah. But I felt like it's so maybe wordy and drawn out yeah. that the direct point of it was yeah. lost. Yeah. It was, for a lot of words, it was very vague. It's yeah. like, you know, I've collected these people and you're going to fight. Go. And you're like... Okay. Uh, there were a lot of other words in there, but yeah. they, none of them else really reached me. So. Like, the, the point of it seemed lost. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I, I'm pretty sure I understand what you're trying to do. But mm-hmm. uh, in, in four, Telos is talking a lot about how this experiment mm. um, is, a, is a word that he uses often. Yes. And that it was Brainiac's plan, but Telos is... Uh, speeding up the process by taking the walls down and just making them fight. Right. Uh, I guess... 
the previous plan was to just watch which one outlives the other one. Yeah, yeah, and it would something about it would take eons, so they've made yeah. it so it's just going to take hours to days. go through it. You're like, well, you're impatient. Like, right, oh, yeah, wow. that's fine. Um, and then, of course, um, Grayson is mm-hmm. definitely paralyzed. So when he was shot with that bullet, um, he didn't bleed out and die, but neither could anybody fix his back. So Telos covers him with this like Tony Stark extremist type stuff that's going to make him stronger. It, let's just call it what it is. Magic goo. Magic goo. He co- coats him with magic goo and that's going to make him able to walk around still. Stronger. You know, stronger. He's stronger. Mm-hmm. Probably faster. You know? Yeah. yeah. Six million dollar man type stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so they didn't at least I was expecting they were going to oh my legs and I'm paralyzed and Telos heals him and then he's fine. But no, that's kind of what he did, though. But yeah, Which, but it's going to be like one of those. That does seem like a trope, doesn't it? You know, the incredibly damaged person, but they can survive with this one piece of technology, so they're always going to be dependent on um, it, and therefore slightly resentful of uh, it. Iron Man and all kinds of other people. Um, but Iron Man could well no. Iron Man's the thing in his chest. Though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. You're right. I was thinking the suit. I'm like, no, he can survive without the a suit. suit but uh, no, it's. I, I knew this was going to happen at the end of 3 when uh, we get the reveal. Joker shoots um, Dick Grayson, kind of shattering his spine, a la uh, Batgirl and the killing joke. Yes. And I knew at the end of that issue, well, this isn't going to be the end for for Grayson. Like, some something's going to happen. Yeah. Telos gets a hold of Joker by the end of that issue. So I'm like, all right, well, some kind of hoodoo magic is going to fix all this. So... Mm-hmm. The impact and the, 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 I don't know, I feel like the relevance of recreating that scene, yeah. and not perfectly, but enough that you clearly know what they're doing, yeah. is lost because now all the consequences are out. Batgirl gets put into a wheelchair. She rediscovers herself as a, you know, a, a strong uh, character who... You know, doesn't give up and instead finds a new way to become a hero. Right. And, like, that's that's the path. Uh, Grayson just gets magic gooed and now he's better than he was before. Like, yeah. that's... Yeah, but he got magic gooed by Telos, so we've got to wonder if Telos gets defeated, will he still have the goo? So maybe he'll maybe he'll end up in a wheelchair anyway. If, if it even matters. Yeah, it's really more like... Dick Grayson has a new costume and it's a new way for him to live and survive so it's like a it's a plot point wrapped up in yeah. a new suit unless unless at some point the 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 goo gets taken away from him yeah uh, at like an important point in the story right uh, and the, the the weakness is now revealed uh, and because of it something is lost or whatever like then like I kind of see the point of why you why you did it? I feel still parking on the killing joke is right. a little a little lame. And also, if they take away that, it'll be just another superhero story where you know, oh, Superman lost his powers for an issue, or you yeah. know, or something, or Wonder Woman became a human, or something. You know, it's just that's a trope too. But yeah. eh. it just it just I can already feel like there's no permanence to anything that's going on. True, also true. Also, that I still am not. It was five issue five that really confused me because we have uh deimos or not dr strange as i'm calling him hmm. fighting basically to take control of scartaris uh from well I, I, that's kind of i guess where it starts so he's trying to yeah he's he's lost control of scartaris to warlord or not thor as i'm calling him um and then he's sort of helping our earth two buddies 
Well, he's he's tricked the Earth Two friends yes. to getting him or to following to Skartaris to attacking the castle because yes. uh, not Thor uh, Warlord yes. is by Damus painted as this bad guy who right. you know is is ruling unjustly. Right. Uh, we find that to be not true. Right. We find the uh, the the invert. Uh, Damus is the bad guy, which right. we wikied him. We kind of found out yeah. he wasn't a great dude. No. So for those who have read DC for a while, they probably know that already. Right. I'd never heard of him, but yeah. But then it was the the next part is what confused me. So he's telling everybody, you know, it's Telos is sort of running this experiment and everything, and he's oh, he's fighting against fighting against Telos, and then he says, I have summoned Brainiac. Mm-hmm. Now. He summoned Brainiac, but Brainiac is imprisoned. Has Brainiac always been imprisoned, or he has I'm imprisoned? I'm kind of getting that vibe. I'm kind of... the. It, it seems... Uh, it's it's so weird. Yeah. So, during this fight uh, on the castle, Damon slips away, goes under into some dungeon. Uh, some cat lady uh, is kind of taunting these um, masters of time. Right. Uh, not uh, Galf- uh, Gallifreyans. No. Um, and... He takes all their power. He yes. absorbed them somehow. Yes. Which I guess was his, his intention. Yeah. That's why he was going down there. So, and then he summons um, Brainiac, which they very specifically said that he summoned him. Right. And Brainiac from the very get-go is saying, you know, free me and whatever you want is yours. And I'm yeah. like, so we're to suppose that Brainiac was always imprisoned and yeah. now which, he will do that. But Which makes a little sense because Telos, early in this... Yeah. Said that he hasn't heard from Brainiac in a long time. But who? But we don't know if that is the case. We don't know who imprisoned Brainiac. We don't. Okay. We definitely so, don't then, know that. But so he's got Brainiac, but which is kind of Brainiac's the one who's been sort of running all this. So you would I, kind of, kind of almost think that everybody would be like, oh, good for you, Damos. You've got Brainiac imprisoned. Yeah. That's awesome and everything. But no, everybody's just kind of like. He's got Brainiac imprisoned. Get him! You know, and they're jumping <laughs> yeah. on Deimos. And I'm like, wait, I don't understand what anybody's motivation is anymore. I have no idea what's going on. Telos is apparently, he is the planet, but he was also a human being who lived on the planet at one point. Yeah. So with all this time power that uh, Deimos has, uh, he reveals that Telos is not a, a planet made sentient by Brainiac, but mm-hmm. instead was a man uh, and ruler of a kingdom, I I think on the same planet, right? But that that line is not distinctly drawn, right? And that, fuck me, I'm. Uh, it's so confusing. I'm like, we've got our Earth two people, we've got Deimos, we've who got I still Telos. don't care about. No, I don't, I don't care, care about so. any of these Earth two no, people. No, I don't either. Especially now that Thomas Wayne has died, I'm like the one person that I might have cared yeah. about. But so Earth two people, Deimos, Telos, and Brainiac, and I have no idea who's on anyone's side anymore because Telos, it almost sound like Telos had been kind of like. Manipulated. By, manipulated by Brainiac, but yeah. he's still fighting against Deimos and telling Deimos to free him. But the other people are—they're fighting Telos, they're fighting Deimos, they're trying to attack Brainiac. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like the, the, the problem is, is that Brainiac we know is bad. Right. Now, like, not until far in the future will Brainiac ever be good. Right. So there's a bad guy being held captive by another bad guy. Yes. Uh, and that power can we like we can't let stand. So we have to defeat one, yeah. but then that could end up releasing the other. Right. And Telos is a wild card because he's going back and forth between like, oh, I was a man. Yeah, seriously. And like, he's oh, just very confused. tells me what to do. Right. So, yeah, they, they rush Damus. I 
think Brainiac gets like sent back to the Nether Realm or whatever. No. Uh, Telos is on the on the fence. They're um, wondering if they should. Like the Earth Two people are actually wondering. Maybe we should free Brainiac. I'm like, I can't see how that would help anyone. Yeah, yes, really that's don't. not doing anyone any favors. But I guess so. Is it the nearest second figure? Is they're trying to defeat Deimos, who by holding Brainiac captive has Brainiac's power, and so our big bad enemy is no longer really Brainiac. It's Deimos. Uh, yes. Okay, um, by the end of the episode, episode. By the end of the issue, it's definitely Deimos is now. Yes, he's definitely he's definitely the bad guy. Um, like the main bad guy. It's it it's kind of revealed, I think, that Brainiac never really was the bad guy behind Telos. I get the feeling mm-hmm. that Brainiac has been long too absent. Telos went crazy and decided to do this on his own. I don't think any, I don't think Brainiac has anything to do with any of this. Okay, all right. So so once Brainiac is gone. Uh, all we're left is with Damus, who, uh, yeah, he's he's the he's the one that we have to deal with. So we've shifted focus from Telos to Damus, Damius, Dame, Damian, Dame, whatever, whatever. Um, who has who has this plan that because he can see all of time now, right? Or, or at least any the, the time that is specifically surrounding him. Right, right. Which has nothing to do with the convergence of worlds anymore. It's just because he's absorbed all the powers of these time people. I, I ask, has any of this had anything to do with the convergence of it really worlds? It really doesn't seem so. You this, know? this book, the main book, because yeah. because we're not getting the, the side ones. We're just not interested enough. Mm-hmm. The main book, Convergence, uh, which has been prompted as the story... Where all these other worlds, all the worlds that you've known, are yeah. going to fight each other. Yeah. And we see Telos sets this emotion. Not any of that has been relevant in this book. No, because anytime you see something like that happen, I'm like, oh my goodness, this world just got destroyed. It's a footnote. Yeah. I've said it before. So yeah, I mean, we're just like, oh, look, another world fell. But Which is actually, that'll lead in a little bit to our... Secret Wars conversation. True, because true. Because the same kind of thing it's, was going it's on over there. It's just the same story. Yeah. yeah. Um, so at the end of the book, uh, Deimos uh, is like, hey, um, I've defeated uh, the, the man who, who set you against each other. If he uh, really did. Yeah. I defeated Telos. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Like, Telos just disappears into the ground. Right. I'm your savior now. Uh, he's got, He's kind of got a god complex going on. Yeah. He's like, uh, fight for me. Pledge your lives to me. And we're all going to be cool. Yeah. So. Thus setting himself up as definitely the big bad of, how many more issues of this are there? Uh, I think this is of eight. Oh, yeah. So okay. we have three more weeks of this. <laughs> wow. God. I'm so confused. And I'm, I'm just not, I'm just not interested. I, I, I really try hard to be, but it's Andy Kubert who I've said before. Five I, is done by Andy Kubert. Yeah, yeah. Five is Andy Kubert. I, I like his art in a way, but it's always like I always feel like I have to re-remember every time I see him. I'm like, oh, it's the 1602 guy, you know? It's, and I'm like, yeah. Cooper used to be such a huge name. Back when um, Andy and Adam were both uh, very regular, I don't know. I, I've i never actually read any uh, Joe Cooper artwork, their father. Um, but I, I honestly think, and I think I've said it before, the biggest problem with with why I, I just can't seem to care mm-hmm. is I don't know a single character here. Yeah. Now, partially my fault. I wasn't reading Earth 2 or any of those side books. Right. Partially their fault. 
Because who cares about Earth 2 and any of those side Why characters? Why don't we have any or, of the main char- the main yeah. New 52 characters? Not that I would really care all that much either, because I'm not reading any of those books. We, so, you know. we, we have a Superman. Why isn't Superman in this book? Right. We have a Batman. Why isn't Batman in this book? Right. Like, all these characters that they're making movies for. Yeah. Maybe those are some of the characters you should have. Maybe it would be cool. You, want, you really want to have Earth 2 characters in there? Why don't you put them both? Why don't you have Black Superman... And traditional Superman next to each other. Is it? Is it? Why don't that? you have Bruce Wayne fight with Thomas Wayne? That would have been cool, except we got a conversation that we never got. That to we'll hear. never find we'll out. We'll never happens. find out what that is. The one biggest epic meeting that you could possibly imagine between worlds. And hey, guess what? We don't get it. And even at this point, where our Earth Two team has had to retreat, Brainiac seems to have been gone. Telos has disappeared. Damus is is calling out to mm. all the worlds. Yeah. Clearly, our Earth Two team needs to regroup. Uh, and recruit. Right. To, let, let me ask you, if they did that, if they went and collected the most iconic versions of Superman, Batman, Flash, Green Lantern, Aquaman, yeah. if they did that now, yeah. would that really even get you excited? Or is uh, it or is it just we've, we've sludged through too much? I don't know. It would almost feel like at least like a little bit of re- relief, I guess is the word. It's like when you've got a piece of music that's got like this dissonance and it just sets your teeth on edge and then it resolves into a melody that would actually be kind of cool because mm-hmm. it's like I don't care I don't care I don't care oh look people that I know so okay. it would be something okay. I don't think anything my question is you know DC always seems and DC would strongly argue against this but I always feel like their stuff is a reaction to what Marvel's doing it always seems to you know DC will probably say no we did it first but like the Marvel movies seem to be pulling so many elements from the Ultimate Universe mm-hmm. like Hawkeye there's a lot of stuff about him that seems to come from Ultimates. Nick Fury is Ultimates. So I'm wondering if maybe that was the reason in this book. They're like, hey, this book, we're going to drag in all the ult- the uh, <laughs> Ultimate Universe. <laughs> Sorry. Pretty, I meant Earth 2. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. So maybe they're setting up a new dynamic for DC where they're just like, this will, this will now be the new thing. So. Maybe, but like, to my knowledge, the Earth 2 books have never sold as well as the... Earth One books. Yeah. But I don't know that the Earth One books are selling very well. So they're like, yeah, but I mean, if, if it's not Earth Two or Earth One, then there's nothing left. No, so that's true. That's by true. comparison, Earth One books sell better. Yeah, no. Also um, true. Also true. Although that's not, uh, I'm not considering the actual Earth One, like Batman and Superman books that Jeff Johns is. Would like written. to those see, are, those are different. I'd actually like to see a breakdown of what the sales are like. I would sit there and assume that Marvel sells way better than DC. Yeah. But, they, they, but they, the they, most iconic characters, though, like the ones that have been around the longest in comics, are Batman and Superman. Yep. So, which I don't is know. which I bet is you why the sales it's are not as bad as I would yeah. think. So, yeah. it's it's why it's kind of maddening why DC just can't seem to get it right. Like yeah. by default, comic books and Batman and comic books and Superman are synonymous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I would say those two before. Like Captain America, who yeah. is who I definitely would put in the top five as characters. You just always imagine Spider-Man in there as well. Yeah. How do you get that kind of prestige yeah. and continue to disinterest your readers? I don't know. I really don't know. It's it's so bananas. It is. It is. Um, so uh, luckily, though, Secret Wars number one came out. Uh, Free Comic Book Day had uh, the zero issue, which kind of uh, kind of was. All right, I won't say important. But useful. I'll say it was uh, yeah. useful. I actually, because I read Secret Wars 1 first, um, I don't know why. I had my zero issue in the little free comic book day bag, and I think I forgot about it. I read 1. I was like, 
oh, that was interesting. Then I read Zero. I'm like, oh, I wish I'd read this first. Yeah. It makes it adds it added a lot to the story. It really did. You know, they they explain enough in one that you don't need it, but yeah. it added a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so as um, unfortunately we haven't been reading, but we have mentioned Jonathan Hickman and his Avengers runs have been building up to this moment for the last couple of years. Um, multiple universes, Earths are well at the point of Earth. Yes. Universes are crashing into each other yes. and destroying both of each other's. Right. The uh, the kind of anti-Illuminati called the Cabal have been going through destroying uh, other Earths, yeah. uh, thusly letting you know one universe kind of phase through the other and survive. So let me but, let me see if, if I've got this right. I just, <laughs> I, I want to do the same thing for Secret Wars that I sure. did for Convergence. So you had the Illuminati found out that worlds were converging. Yes. <laughs> And uh, ins- insurgent points, is that what they're calling Yes. Them? Yes. And there's no, like, consciousness that's responsible for this. It's just a thing that's it's, happening. It's Yeah, it's just a thing in nature, it seems. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know of any... Okay. So, strings. two worlds come together, one has to defeat the other, and then that one that wins goes on just fine. If neither of them defeat each other, then they're both just destroyed. Yes. So the Illuminati tried to find a way to fix this, and it didn't work. And then the Illuminati actually started getting into the destroying things thing. And well, just, n- it, name more from the Illuminati, Okay. Uh, who's always kind of been like the hard ass, is like, you guys don't have the balls to so do what needs to be done. Did the Illuminati never destroy a world? No. They, they tried to find other ways around, yeah. Yeah. which none of them work. Okay. So then Namor gets uh, Doom and Thanos and yeah. some other people. The Cabal. And they start the Cabal okay. which are going around like just straight up murdering which planets. Which is bad enough but then when you get down to the fact they're really enjoying it too. Yeah so. that, was the, that was the messed up part is that yeah. they were really having a good time. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It. And, it's, and it, it's a weird balance like okay well you were saving one universe yeah. and to do that you had to destroy another universe. Yeah. You don't have to enjoy it. Right, but they yeah. did. So now, by the time Secret Wars comes around, we are only down to two, two worlds. We yeah. have the 616, mm-hmm. and then the 1610 is what they're called? Uh, I think it's the 1610. The, it's, it's, it's the, the ultimate, ultimate universe, series, but yeah. they do all have kind of number designations. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, if I can keep flipping far enough. Yes, yeah, 1610. 1610. So everything else, all the other worlds... Assumably have gone. Oh, assumably yeah. have gone. But by the end of this, I'll say something else. But part of the Cabal, we have, um, I guess it's part of the Cabal. It's the, I guess it's the 1610 Reed Richards. He's got the thing yeah. over his head that gives him the one eye. It looks really creepy. Very. Um, He's the one that Nick Fury said is a thousand-year-old megalomaniac who destroyed a city on a whim. You know? Yeah. Ultimate Fantastic Four went really crazy. Yeah. Um, Reed Richards uh, got trapped in the negative zone. Mm-hmm became a nihilist who is uh who there is a 616 counterpart yeah um ruled the 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 whole negative negative zone universe um became real fucked up i i mean i i didn't read it because kind of with the exception of ultimate x-men uh and ultimate spider-man of course uh the the ultimates and ultimate fantastic fantastic four never grabbed me right so if, if I don't like it, I'm not going to read it. He's very compelling in this, though. I mean, he's very... He's got this plan. Yeah, I mean, he's hes definitely coming off as someone very well thought out. Yes. Uh, yes. And the position of his power definitely tells you that he is, in fact, very powerful. Right. right. You know, like, even Thanos is there... I don't want to say... Um, 
what's it, kowtowing, kowtowing? A little bit, yeah, kowtowing. Um, to him, or, or, or kind of curtsying to him. Yeah. But Thanos, who would just incinerate someone for misspeaking, yeah. um, is is not doing anything against this right. this ultimate Reed Richards. So Reed Richards is not, he's not, the cabal is all 616 people. So, um, yeah, I don't even know because even some of them are are a little new to me. Okay, I would uh, I would assume probably mostly six one six. Right. The the cast page says that uh, they're on the ultimate Earth, but from six one six. Got it. Got so it. with the exception of Reed, I guess yeah. Everyone everyone else of that is is from the yeah. Namor assembled cabal. It definitely gets confusing as to who's fighting for who at this point. So you know, cause a, a little bit, but yeah. it's largely because we just weren't reading the books leading it's up true. to this. It's true, but yeah, um, in the like none ser- of these characters are like twenty years old that are getting dug up, right? Like convergence, right? Done. Right, exactly. But so in zero, what they set up for the fact is that over in the six one six, Reed Richards and what's left of the Fantastic Four, though that book is not going on anymore. I the guess? book is officially uh, done now. Yeah. Um, the characters but, still exist. But, yeah, you know, uh, but like. The Future Foundation and uh, and Reed and Sue's kids yeah. were constructing a life raft. Basically. Yeah. yeah. A, but a it's spaceship also, that is supposed to survive this. But it's only equipped for like about 60 people. So yeah. they, they say, you know, we've got people chosen that are going to go on this. Yeah. But it's not until the next book that you really realize what that means because... They yeah. show at one point they're they're getting the people for the life raft and they're like, How's it going? Like, well, we're ripping families apart, so it's going about as well as you would expect. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're not it's, they're not taking people and their families, they're taking people. This so. Secret Wars one, uh, I would say from just about page one yeah. is really heavy. Extreme. And not in that uh, trudging, sludging, kind of like difficult to get through. It it is emotionally heavy. Yeah. From from the from the get go. It and that kind of kicks it off. Yeah. Like, major characters dying right and left yeah. from the very beginning. Rocket? Rocket. Oh man. Rocket's dead. I'm like, no, oh, my it's, goodness. It is so insane. Uh, at the end of Zero, we see the ultimate universe invading uh, the six one six. Yeah. In Secret Wars, the first ten pages, maybe maybe not even 10, like five or eight, yeah. is kind of just before that moment from different perspectives. Yeah. So once the invasion happens, it is all-out war yeah. between Ultimate and 616 for their very existence. Yeah, and they're, it's the same good writing that you would expect from Marvel, and it's the same little quippiness and everything, yeah. you know? Everybody's got a lot of clever lines. Spider-Man's going through... Um, it's, it's it's Jonathan Hickman who's been writing everything up until this point, and who I find sometimes to be uh, sometimes wordy and kind of confusing yeah. to write. Um, similar to my issues with Morrison, yeah. this one way easier. The art I love I really, so much. Assad Ribic. Oh yeah, very very so good. I really liked it. Really. So and and. I'm used to reading his stuff from Uncanny X Force, which was way darker. Mm. I really like this. Uh, brighter, yeah. more colorful version. I, mean, I didn't know if it would, if it would hold up, but it looks great. Hugely complex panels, so much going on, so many wars and battles, and and you can always see what's going on. It's very clear. And then there's a whole thing with She-Hulk and Hulk, and yeah, the fastball special with Hulk. Yeah, exactly. That's it was hilarious. That it amazing. was really yeah. It was all it was all really good and very. 
eye-catching but not confusing and all the characters that you remember thor yes. and storm calling down lightning from the sky oh, oh my so god good. why hadn't we seen that before oh, <laughs> i want to see those two girls just oh man cosmo it up yeah. and like have a girls night out let's put let's put lady thor in the x-men book yeah. well if there's still an x-men book after this yeah uh, did lady thor get taken out it almost looked like she got taken out i couldn't everyone tell. seems to be taken out yeah like it's so we're we're going through this battle. The um, the six one six universe is um, doing well to defend themselves against the the ultimate universe. Uh, they make mention that the six one six has more. Uh, I can't remember the terminology, but they have more superpowers and superheroes yeah. than the ultimate world does. I think and they that, said. I think they said metahumans. I can't. Metahumans remember. are enhanced. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. And so the six one six was falling back. Uh, then the. Ultimate Reed Richards transports his entire domed city with a capital C to 616, launches these kind of kamikaze uh, ships that just start wrecking shit. Yeah. And people start going out. The... I flipped the page. Um, Between all this, insane things are happening. Yes. Scott Summers gets the phoenix egg and reunites with the phoenix oh god yeah that was like when i realized what that was i hadn't realized what he was going for and he opens this thing up it's the phoenix force i'm like oh my god (laughs) that's not good and you feel almost like that's what he's really been bummed out about this entire time that giant chip on his shoulder that he's had what if it was just because all the time with all the destruction that he did but he really liked having the yeah he there's there's a line uh let me see if i can get the line before to add context uh, you know what? No, it was actually just caption and whatnot. Okay, okay. so I'm, I'm it, it's all in my head. I, it, it does kind of feel though like he is happy to be reunited a yeah. little. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so that's happening. The raft is trying to uh, escape with the sixty chosen people who are meant to continue on right. the, the the human species. And Chalo, Chalo, T'Challa, 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 and. Reed Richards are on the life raft mm-hmm. now. Uh, so they're trying to avoid all this conflict. Yes. Everyone is everyone that is coming is loading on. Yeah, and they I mean they made mention that some people change their minds. They'd yeah. rather die with their family. Yeah, than than save the the human race. Right. So they're trying to kind of make their escape at least from this hectic battle scene, and a chunk of the ship. Is uh, like blasted and breaks off. Yeah. As they're trying to kind of maneuver between the, the, the these two universes, Sue Storm Sue's, is on that chunk. Yeah. Sue Storm, uh, a collection of, of other people, and Reed, in in all of his like uber intelligence and always has an answer, is both incredibly emotionally distraught. Yeah. But so confident yes that his wife is going to keep it together and right. she does you see you see the, the the invisible bubble yeah form around the entire chunk the, the entire chunk and he's and reed saying you know put down the shields i'm gonna get her i'm gonna reach out everyone else is saying she can't hold that shield up you know she they're gonna they're gonna be disintegrated and reed's like she can do it yeah she will do it yeah. i know her yeah and so they're like, okay, you've got five seconds. Yeah. 
They take the shield down. He starts reaching out. You see his arm going out. You see uh, Sue inside, blood coming out of her nose. She's trying the hardest she ever has in her life to keep this together. And just at, at kind of like the edge of his reach, she loses whatever she had. Yeah. Like concentration yeah. or it's just too much. And the whole ship just deteriorates in front of him. Yeah. And the the artwork, like I'm honestly feeling emotional going through this. Oh, it's just crazy. Seeing him like helplessly watch, like it doesn't matter a single bit who else is on that ship. No, Sue, like the the almost literal other half of him. He is yeah. he is so incomplete without her. Just gone. Just completely Just to dust and. And if that wasn't enough, everybody is just. I mean, everybody is equally appalled. I'm sure, but they're like. Bring the shield up, bring the shield up, bring the shield up. And you see his hand going back. So, and it feels slow. Yeah, it does. It feels slow, like he's he's losing his will. Yeah, exactly. But the hand comes back, hand comes back, force field comes up, and you see two little tips of his fingers floating in the air for where the shield cut it off. Which is, (gasps) it's kind of weird, but like at the same time, and and we don't don't see uh, Reed after that. I just have to imagine, like, he just doesn't care. Oh, no, I'm sure. He's like, like I, he just lost Sue. What does two fingers mean? Yeah, you like, know? No, nothing else matters at, at this point. It is so heart-wrenching. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the same time, select characters are getting these weird yellow um, auras around them. Yeah. We don't know what's happening. Um, but, I think we kind of see, I'm trying to find the page. We see, I think it was Lady Thor, she's kind of phasing away for a second. Yeah, and so I think that's them, the life raft, grabbing people up. So we know that Star-Lord is on the ship. Yeah. I think Lady Thor is on the ship. Okay, yeah, there's Lady Thor. Uh, Beast we saw earlier being yeah. brought, brought in. He so kind of on the way out, the ship is grabbing right. who they can. It looks like um, uh, Scott's on the ship, too. I hadn't yeah, noticed that before. Yeah, he seemed Ugh. to beamed yeah. himself in. Yeah. I think, uh, if I remember right, once that section of the craft was gone... Yeah. Or no, no, no. The people who didn't come, they were... I guess there's a list. Yeah. Uh, so, so many people chose not to come onto the life raft. So, right. it was replacing those places with uh, other other got characters. It. Got it. So, got yeah. It. So, we have a, a full page. Um, Spider-Man, Lady Thor, Thing. Uh, looks like Ben and Valerie Richards. Um, Scott... Miss Marvel, uh, Guardian, um, Guardian, <laughs> Star Lord, uh, Star Lord. Yeah, uh, they're all uh, on the ship with the you know most of the other most of the rest of the Fantastic Four, and just really talk about a roller coaster yeah. ride through that whole issue. And the fact that the art was so good just yeah. made it even better. You know? And it ends with everybody, everybody dying, like all for naught. And Reed says in the beginning, like there, no, I think it's it's either Reed or it's a uh, Thanos, like. There is no win in this. Yeah. There's there's nothing. So the the thing that got me was on like one of the very last pages they actually have it looks like a memorial page and yeah. they're like the Marvel universe 1961 to 2015. The Ultimate Universe, 2000 to 2015. So there, we've always been wondering, like, well, who's going to come out on top in this one? Neither of them. They're both gone. Nobody does. We knew the Ultimate Universe was ending. That was well publicized. But to come to the end of this book and it's like, no. Everything's gone. Yes. Everything you've ever known yep. is dead. But it's not over is the thing, because this was the part that had always confused me at first when they're talking about what Secret Wars is going to be. So we've had all the things that I understood, where all the worlds come together, they fight each other, only the world that wins survives. Mm-hmm. 
Well, now we get to Battle World. So that's what yes. we're going to see in the next so one. Now we're going to see all the old storylines getting their own books, um, battling whatever borderland world is is next to them yep the the map is complete on marvel.com you can go to it and see like just tons of stuff yeah yeah and through the next uh, couple of weeks we're gonna see just so many books yeah. uh so, and honestly there are so many i want to get yeah like with with the convergence it's like oh i know some of these storylines that's mm. pretty hip i know i know a lot of these through reputation mm. and the same goes for marvel but just something about Either because I'm a Marvel, you know, fanboy or or what, they just seem to be so much better and, and, and at the very least so much better at making me more curious and yeah. wanting to try it out. Like they look like fun. Yeah. And also it's it's like you had said earlier, is that we've had convergence kind of marketed and the hype and everything. This is gonna be the big thing, it's the big event, and it's gonna change everything. And we read the books and we're like Eh, I don't yeah. really. I don't. It, I don't know what's going on. I'm not interested. It kicks off and, and doesn't. And doesn't grab us. But we get the very first book of Secret yeah. Wars, and we're like, "Holy crap! Oh did you God. see what they did?" It, so it is insane. Yeah. Um. There's a one-page uh, teaser for the next issue where we see the raft, uh, the raft crash landed on something. Yeah. So there's still some kind of mass out there, and I'm and I'm sure the whole thing is going to be um, revealed uh, at that point. Yep. But I mean. In, in one issue, <laughs> Secret Wars did what five issues of Convergence has not been able to do, and that's mm -hmm. get me wanting to read the next issue. Yep, yep. Even though they did things that would technically, like, the number of characters that I like that are supposedly completely gone right now, mm -hmm. so that is upsetting, and I still don't care. I'm like, I want to read about the rest of them. It'll be yeah. fine. I'm angry, but I'll get over it. Just give me more. It is It is crazy. Yeah. So, uh, as with Convergence, we'll be following uh, Secret Wars through its eight issues, um, and we'll probably like it way more. Yeah. Speaking of things that we like way more, <laughs> and have some controversy behind them. Uh, so, Age of Ultron 2. Yes. Or no, Avengers 2. Age yeah. of Ultron. <laughs> Age of Ultron 1. Yes. The second highest grossing uh, opening weekend of all time. What was it? Uh, Harry Potter still got the first? I think it might be Harry Potter, okay. maybe. Yeah. The, uh, the, the final uh, chapter of the one Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To, to put it briefly, uh, I completely love this movie. Oh, yes. Uh, a lot of people are saying, well, it's not as good as the first. I'm like, I, I, I agree with that. I understand why people feel that, and I have no argument against it. Mm -hmm. I personally think this movie is way too different to fairly make the the comparison. Also true. Also so true. it's like saying, oh, uh, I like chocolate. I like vanilla. I'm saying, I like chocolate vanilla swirl. Ah, nice. Very nice. Also, it's interesting. We read about Whedon's comments about working with Marvel, where he's dropping some knowledge. Yeah. I don't feel like he fought as much with the Marvel Studios on the first movie. Perhaps not. Which um, doesn't make any sense because that movie made all the money, so why were they being even more constrictive on this one? So through uh, an interview with... Um, Empire? Empire. A lot of dirty laundry got aired out by, by Joss Whedon, who is not coming back for, right now, any Marvel film. Right. This, this is his last. Uh, Joe and Anthony Russo, who did Captain America 2, are going on to do the Infinity Wars 1 and 2. Which I'm okay with, because I, yeah. I liked Winter Soldier. Cap yeah. 2 was great. Yeah. And I kind of feel there's a shift that I think is good to have right. new creative teams. Right, right. And Whedon is saying that he clashed with 
Marvel on a lot of things when it came to this movie. Yeah. And just in general, it seems this movie, which kind of rolled right off the back of Avengers 1, he has clearly such fatigue mm. Mm. from making these two ginormous movies yeah. that I think... I think even without these problems, he was probably going to step away. Yeah, and I can see that. But it's it's interesting because the things that I had on just on a storytelling level, because I feel like I gotta I gotta be specific about that. The problems I had on a storytelling level with Age of Ultron do seem to be related, kind of to the problems he was having with the yeah. studio. The whole business with Thor in the dream cave and everything. Yeah. I mean, watching that movie, I was like. I don't, you know, we get some shirtless Thor, so I'm not completely opposed, no. but it's, I don't know what's going on. And it's, that, that whole scenario was apparently pretty butchered. Yeah. yeah, yeah he really uh, didn't get the freedom to do what he wanted with it. It's that. something that Marvel really fought to have in there. Um, Actually, I heard his original vision of it, they didn't like it because yeah. I think they thought it was too not actiony enough. So they chopped, Well, they, they wanted to take out a lot of the farm stuff. They did. I thought, from what he said, they were like... What did they say? They pointed a gun at the farm stuff yeah, and, and said, say, "Put this cave stuff in there, or else the farm gets." I actually it. heard it the other way was around. It? Yeah, okay. I'm so, trying to remember. I read a bunch of articles. Okay, what I had read was he had a whole vision for the cave stuff, and they were like, "Well, it didn't test well with audiences, apparently, but it was necessary to the story." But the execs were like, "You need to chop it and change it and do what we want." So they ended up taking a lot out, and Joss has said that he would have almost been happy to have all of it gone but they were like no you're right we need some of it in so let's just film these extra little scenes and he says that at that point he was so demoralized he was like whatever fine what movie are we working on i don't know so the the cave scenes were not anything like what he wanted but he let them do that so he could keep in the farm stuff yeah and i guess there there are the, the, the the things that weirdly you know i don't even know if i could say weirdly paced the movie the farm scene definitely stands out because everything that sandwiches it is yeah. all action. Yeah. So yeah. it is this kind of breather moment inside. We get it's where pretty much all the character development happens. Yeah. Yeah. We see where the uh, Clintasha fans get heartbroken. God. That's see, that's the thing. Okay. So we've got the Hulk, what is it, Hulk Tasha, I guess is what they're calling it. Yeah, or whatever. So I look on three levels. One Natanner? Maybe. We might figure it out by We'll the probably figure it out. Anyway. So a lot of people didn't like that. She falls in love and is very vulnerable in places in this movie, and that's where a lot of these sexism comments are coming yeah. from. Which, if if the, I'm not going to say anybody shouldn't have an opinion, that's fine. But I didn't see that. Uh, the tripod guys even pointed out that yes, she had character development, she had emotions, she was a human being, but she was still a badass for this movie. Yeah. So it didn't take anything away. On a human level, I was totally fine with that. On a storytelling level, I thought the Bruce Natasha connection was way too rushed. I'm like, this came out of nowhere. It did. Just, it was it did, too yeah. fed. But also, probably related to a lot of that got cut. It's on the cutting room floor. But there's I'm, a whole like hour of this yeah. movie that has been shot that hopefully we see in a Blu-ray. Yeah, but, but the the Bruce Natasha thing on a Clintasha level. I cannot tell you how much I hated it. I was so... I am watching this go on during the movie. I'm like, what's happening? Where's Hawkeye? What's, why are you talking to her like that? I don't like... And I know, I know that not everybody feels that way. I get out of this movie. I'd gone to see with several friends. And my friend Jade is there, who is a very good friend of mine. And I really respect her a lot. And she turned to me and she said, 
weren't Bruce and Natasha cute? No. <laughs> no, they weren't cute. It was sick and wrong. What the hell's the matter with you? Sick and wrong. Hated it. Hated it. And that's the thing. The Hawkeye stuff with Hawkeye's family and everything, one, it's so cute. His wife was wonderful. Yeah. His kids were adorable. It's so cool that he's happy. It was a great thing to startle the audience with. But on every other level, I'm like, you ruined it, Natasha. No. I hate it. I hate it. Now we'll never find out what happened I in uh, Budapest. Budapest. No, it's just it's Joss's fault. I mean, he puts them together. I didn't care about them before Avengers. I really yeah. didn't. But he puts them in a room together. I'm like... The, the chemistry between the two of them knocks your socks off and then Joss comes back and he's like remember all that chemistry it's yeah. never mind they're just good friends it's a leap for a win guys <laughs> so that was really but I I dislike that for like for like personal, personal reasons, reasons right yeah. you seen Instagram I saw this picture the other day it was a picture of the Titanic said, <laughs> the Titanic representing Clintasha shippers since 1912 I'm like oh my ship sunk no I'm so angry <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I mean, like, I, I, I totally admit, it was a really big shock. It really was. Like, it was it was one thing when we're starting to get this, like, um, Hulk-Widow combination. Yeah. Um, I'm like, okay, well, that's that's kind of weird. And it's weird up until they have that conversation. Which both of them did a great job in that oh, scene. Yeah. It was wonderful. Scarlett Johansson and Mark Ruffalo was so amazing at making those two characters vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And also... Making it very like it, it made sense. Right, right. But I, I'm trying to I'm trying to separate my Clintasha feelings yeah. from what's actually there. But even then, I still don't feel like they sold the chemistry. I never quite bought it. I would say, like you were saying, it feels a little rushed. Um, I think a lot of people were so hard set on you know the the Hawkeye and Black Widow combination because. They're longtime colleagues. They work together. They right. clearly care about each other. Right, right. Uh, and we see all that in the first movie to uh, Natasha talking to Banner. Yeah. And yeah. being, and, and suddenly kind of having feelings for him. Yeah, which, so I don't, I don't want to, all the controversy that's going around between that being sexist and then they're talking about Hawkeye when he's talking to Wanda and giving her a pep talk. They're like, oh, that's sexist? I'm like, no, she was... What is that? That's, that's, that's a thing that's going around that right I now. Missed. That I that, But that I don't, I don't... I can see why people would say that. I respect that opinion. But I didn't feel it was like a man talking to a woman type of thing. Yeah. It was an yeah, experienced Avenger talking to somebody who freaked the hell out. You can, can you like briefly explain what their issue is with that? Just that it's Hawkeye, a man, who is talking to one of the female characters in the movie who is freaking out and he's the one who gives her a pep talk to bring her back up and there are some people who have an instant knee-jerk reaction to that Uh kind of thing where they're like oh it's the man being strong and the woman being weak but that's not how I interpreted that scene okay I think Leland even made a comment about that I think Leland no it might have been the tripod guys they were talking about he could have very easily had that same scene with mm-hmm. Quicksilver, yeah. but it would have been wasted because Quicksilver's spoilers not around anymore. So <sighs> what a bummer. Yeah. Um, to input uh, on that, Mark Ruffalo did an AMA on Reddit. Yes, and yes. he he has this long defense of um, of Joss Whedon. Yeah, and he had actually a really good point. He was saying that because. We have so few female superheroes in movies, yes. like female heroes in general. But in this in the superhero genre, it's it's very uh, few and far between right now. Yes, Joss Whedon is a a true feminist by its proper definition. Right, and that in no way is he trying to 
the little women. His point is that because we have so few women, yeah. whenever interaction comes up with them, yeah. that people perhaps are being way too crucial about what happens. And, yeah. they're, and they're looking at it way too finely. So instead of you know seeing it as the experienced Hawkeye trying to pep talk a female character who has the power to make a big difference. Yeah. But she's scared because she's the, never done any yeah, of this before. She's, she's totally freaked out. Yeah. She realizes she was on the wrong side. Yeah. All of that. She's got a lot going on through her mind. Instead of just seeing that, they're seeing like, oh, man is telling a girl what to do. Right, right, right. And that's... Like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, a male character is speaking to a female character right. uh, and kind of saying like, hey, you've got a job you should probably do. Yeah. Uh, It's not like, hey, make me a sandwich. Right, exactly. And believe me, I am hypersensitive to portrayals of women in fiction. I will always like be like, there's certain tropes that I can't stand, certain words that I don't like. Jeremy. Um, We'll get into (laughs) that in a second. You know what you did. (laughs) So yeah, the fact that I got out of that movie and, you know, the biggest thing in my head was Clintosh's sunk crap. Yeah. but that's but never relevant. But I didn't see anything else in the movie that bothered me. Though I did see, I did think when I saw the one scene where she's talking to Bruce and she's talking about how she can't have children. Mm-hmm. And she says that she is a monster too. Yeah. Now a lot of people have jumped on that. And I can understand that. I really can't. That's a touchy subject. But I don't, there's no way I think that Joss was saying that if you can't have kids, then you're a monster. No. But he was saying that in society, the way society is right now, I mean, I'm a woman who's chosen not to have kids, and that feels weird a lot of the time. Imagine if you're somebody who can't, and the that, that kind of feeling, you would feel alienated, and you would feel different, and you would feel probably, there's a, there's a, a huge emotional turmoil going on with that, so I know that's where that came from. Um, I can see people having problems with that scene, but even when she said that, when she said she was a monster, I was just like, oh, that's going to set some people off. My, I didn't think it was wrong. I did you know. not for a second put those two things together. No, the, 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 no. the fact that, oh, you think you're the only monster on the team. Right. Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff, has killed lots of people. Right. She killed people in this movie. Yes, exactly, exactly. That is actually kind of getting glossed over in a lot of this. A lot of people fucking died in this movie. Really? And no. not like that collateral Superman kind of thing. No, no, no. People were killed yeah. by Avengers. Yes, yes, but exactly. Natasha wasn't always a Avenger. Yeah. When she says she's a monster, and when she says she has read in her ledger, yeah. it's all of her previous Avenger experience. It's her in that insane Russian spy building school. Right. Which we actually got a taste of in um, Agent Carter. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, a lot oh, of backstories wow. over in there. So oh, cool. Nice. Put those Very two fun. together, guys. Yeah, yeah. She's saying she's a monster because she has guilt over all the bad things she did for the wrong people. Right. I never once got the idea she was calling herself a monster simply because she was sterilized by that program. Right, right. So, like, to me, I mean, I don't want to discredit anybody's, even their knee-jerk reactions. Yeah. But to me, like, like you guys were really Any- putting, put, like, putting your own personal feelings ahead of what the story material was. Right, right. And I can, I can, I can see why people would have jumped in that, but that like, sure, did not Like, sure, it's a touchy subject, it especially is. for those who are directly influenced yeah, by it. Exactly. But 
it's yeah that that was another thing that set a lot of people off so there's a lot of things where people like you said they were looking i think for reasons to be upset and i don't know i can see marvel having had a bit too much of a hand in joss's vision in this mm-hmm. but um i don't know it's yeah a lot of controversy surrounding it. and i don't want to say that anybody's opinion isn't valid but um your yeah. your opinion is always your opinion, and your opinion can never be wrong as long as it is genuinely yours. Right, right. This is how you feel, and the, the, the facts that, as you understand them, come to your opinion, that is fine. Mm. When you are wrong is when you attack other people. Right. Joss right. Whedon has now left Twitter completely. Mm. Um, there though, though the, I think, I believe I did hear someone say that he had responded to the things people had said, you know, Joss Whedon left Twitter because of feminists. And I think his response to that was horseshit. So, you know, I don't think it was feminists in particular he was upset about. He was upset about the poison and bile being heaped on him by everyone, you know, including someone who had said, you can't just kill off major characters when you feel like it. This isn't Game of Thrones, you know? And I'm like... Yeah. Didn't everybody there's, who's died in Game of Thrones has actually died in the books, too? I don't think that analogy is working for you. There's, there uh, is an entire graphic I found going through articles that just took a good 30, 40 tweets yeah. and just smashed it all into, into one. Yeah. And I don't care what the fuck your opinion is. Mm-hmm. When you tell someone that they should kill themselves yeah. over fictional properties, yeah. you have problems. And that... That is fun. Okay, so I don't I don't want to go into this really really in depth, but um, you know of course Jeremy Renner got into internet trouble mm-hmm. because he called Black Widow a slut, and Chris Evans was there. Chris Evans was there. Let's, let's but it's, it, I, the I had less to do with that than more about the Conan interview where he not only admitted that but defended it and qualified it. You know, mm-hmm. and that was that was the kind of thing. That is an opinion that he has. Other people have opinions as well. I think we should all be able to talk about this without name calling. Um, I'm not. I, I put something up. If you go to pixelatedgeek.com, I put a an article up where I was just talking Very well about. Very well written it. article. Oh, thank you. But it was really. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to jump on the guy because I actually like him. You know, that's it's fine. But I don't like the word slut. I don't think that it should be a situation where it's um, funny and casually used. Um, but a lot of people have jumped in to say that. It is a fictional character, and so you should not be upset about it. And as Leland on Movie Issues said, get over it. I'm like, really? Really? He also called me an idiot, basically. So anyone who has a problem with uh, with that word is an idiot. And I'm like, all right, that is... Everybody should be free to have their opinion. And uh, that is definitely his opinion. And I'm going to remember it. So next time Leland comes to me to validate his theories on why... Data on Star Trek doesn't have emotions, and the droids on Star Wars do. I'm going to tell him. I don't know why it matters. It's fictional. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> You're an idiot. Right. If you have that You're an idiot if you have that opinion. Basically, anyway. So that's that was my thing. I, I don't. Um, I don't. I know he was just kidding. I know he was just kidding. But we got to be able to like speak our opinions in a way we can be respectful of each other. That would be nice. Sure. Without the death threats. You like know? if 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 you are upset enough to confront Jeremy Renner about the jokes he made and how they uh, are insensitive. Don't attack him saying, you know, you're a piece of shit. Fuck you. I hope you die. Or say something mean like you're just as useless as Hawkeye. I'm like, oh, that was low. God. Instead, maybe say like, hey, uh, you know what? That was pretty insensitive what you said. Here's a list of reasons why perhaps maybe you didn't realize how insensitive it was. Sure, sure. 
fucking educate the man. <laughs> Just say something. Don't, it's okay. Don't wish for his death. No, God, please. We can all be nice to each yeah. other. We really and, can. And uh, I mean, a lot of this is just venting for us because I'm I'm wholly confident that you know our listeners aren't the ones who are attacking people on Twitter or wherever, no. sending like spitting this bile that no. you know, like no. you said. No. I from from our interactions with you, you guys are so with us, you know, on even on on our own opinions and even where we we differ. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's always kind of backed up with with some kind of factoid that yeah. you know that you're working with. And we definitely want you. I mean, we're, we never want people to think that they can't disagree. I mean, that's my whole thing. I mean, I I disagreed with this comment over here, but I am aware that a lot of people support that. So people should. Yeah, if you if we said anything that you didn't agree with, or if we missed a point, you felt like we missed some important thing, please educate us. Please mm-hmm. tell us. We'd like to hear about it. To kind of wrap up on a bummer, uh, oh, Quicksilver. Oh, I liked him so much. I know, so much. He was a really yeah. Like he and he has this very kind of kind of bare bones, but he has an arc. He has yeah. his own arc. Scarlet, which I feel maybe less so, but we see him in the beginning really. Uh, he's attacking Hawkeye. Debatable if he's trying to exactly kill Hawkeye, mm. but he's so cocky. Yeah, and even that cockiness is always charming. Even that first time you didn't see that coming. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, man. You yeah, know, seriously, you're doing pretty good. To coming back around, becoming a good guy, and saving the life of a man who, in his own time, three days ago, yeah. like he totally would have let just completely die yeah. and, and would have put had a hand in it somehow. Did you hear that, that theory about his final line, which I hadn't realized? Because I've only seen it once. I know yeah. I know other people have seen it many times, but um, that when he says that final line, we bet you didn't see that coming, that he was saying it to Hawkeye, but he was also saying it to the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, no. You know what? I would buy that because the movie... The movie plays mm. that Hawkeye is going to die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, We get introduced to his family. We've never seen him. We see him in a new light, uh, which makes us way more sympathetic to him than uh, we ever have been before. Yeah. He says goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. never it say goodbye. A, also, it's Whedon, you know? And it's, it's like, I so told are... I told Catherine. I was, she hasn't seen it yet. And I said, I both loved and hated this movie for equal reasons. <laughs> She's like, did Whedon kill someone? Whedon killed someone, didn't he? And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you yeah. anything, you know? It all looked like Hawkeye was gonna was gonna bite it, yeah. And it, it comes all the way down to bullets being fired at him. He's trying to use his body to protect this child, like mm-hmm. it's it's a champion hero's way to go out. Yep. Uh, and then at the very last second, like literally, Quicksilver comes in, saves them, and takes the bullets yeah. in a weird kind of way. Yeah. I'm I'm still trying to dissect how the scene works in my head. Like he moved them, or he moved a car in front of them. I, like, I yeah I, there's there's suddenly a car there, but then Quicksilver's off to the side, full of bullets. I, I'm trying to figure out how how the scene. Plays I think out. you're probably right. I think he moved them, and in doing so, he was a shield for them. So he got them out of the way of like because there were a lot of bullets coming out. Yeah. So he got them out of the way of them, but he couldn't dodge all of them while yeah. moving them. So. And and thusly saves Hawkeye the child, and yeah, kind of semi breaking the fourth wall. You didn't see that comment. Like, yeah. You're right. <laughs> no, I, I really I, I didn't. didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Well, to, um, to like, I don't know. To, and to, actually, I thought for a second we were he was going to be saved. Because uh-huh. in the beginning, uh, when Hawkeye gets his new, you know, love handle uh, attached, 
we see that technology mm. that that technology does come in again to play for the for vision's body yeah and then we see that doctor who survived ultron's attack right at the end she kind of walks by mid-ground and i'm like oh, there she is so quick, could so we could get to him quick enough, and, and he's in critical care, but he's gonna live. Yeah. Yeah, we don't see and that. We don't see him again. Yeah, but you know, really it's the comic book universe. They could still possibly. I heard they the actor happen. only signed a contract for the one movie. So, oh, yeah, that's a bummer. To to bring it just maybe not end on quite so much of a bummer. Two scenes in that movie. I mean, I, I did like the first movie better than the second, but there were two scenes in the second that I liked better than anything I have seen in any Avengers movie yet. One was the Hulkbuster scene. Oh, my God. Which was almost too intense. I was sitting here with my hands up to my face the entire time. I mean, it was so balls to the walls crazy. Yeah. That was insane. And and seeing Veronica floating in the air like that, looking that like so, cool. so menacing, just floating up there. I'm like, what? I've got goosebumps yeah. just talking about it. That was amazing. But then, um, um, well, just that, that Hulkbuster scene is so great. And me, uh, as someone who rides the line with Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark's quippiness, mm-hmm. sometimes going too far, sometimes, you know, okay, there, here's the sweet spot, raining back a little. It played so, so fun to kind of counterbalance this just insane destruction going yeah. on. That, uh, my, my kind of favorite part is when he's got that hydraulic fist. Yes, I know exactly. Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. God, that was crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. It was, oh yeah, just with the dialogue going through that entire thing, so awesome. Yeah. But if you had to pick, and I, I think I'll know which one you're going to pick, if you had to pick one more scene in that movie that was like the best damn thing ever. Um... Close to the end. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna gonna lead you to it. Help, help me out. What, what's what's my favorite part? What's my other favorite part? I I don't know. But, but between the beginning and the end. Yeah. All yeah. of it. Um. Let me think. Fuck. I don't know if I if I could really can. I can. Yeah. Well, let me let me know what yours is, and maybe okay. I'll, maybe I'll agree. When Vision hands Thor the hammer. Fuck. That was pretty. God. The I swear to God, the entire theater literally went. <gasps> Like yeah, that. I mean, because there was that moment of silence so perfectly timed. I just, I, I, I and it's, it's it so, so perfectly good. played, so casually yeah. that Vision, who was Jarvis, uh, has no idea that this could even be important. He's simply he's handing Cap his shield. He's handing Hawkeye his yeah. bow. He's handing. He's just handing Mjolnir to to Thor. I do also love the elevator scene at the end. <laughs> yes. It's like, if you put it in an elevator, the elevator still rises. It's <laughs> just a machine. Like, they're qualifying how that could happen. Which is so such like a nerd argument, too. Yes. Like, what is this? But, of course, I like We talked fact- about this we two did. issues ago. We did. It's a weapon holding a weapon. Yes. You know? It was so cool. Oh, but also that he's definitely, like, if anybody's worthy, I guess. But that was just, that was the a timing. A newborn baby. Oh, man. But also, you know, the fact that it's like, what do they call it, Chekhov's gun? If you show a gun in the first act, it has to go off in the third. Mm -hmm. So we see the whole bit with the hammer. All that whole funny-ass scene in the first. And then it totally works brilliantly in that scene at the end where everyone in the room is equally stunned about it. Like, this movie, and another reason why I think you can't really compare it to Avengers, is this movie has so many more characters. Mm. And so much credit, I feel deserves to go to Joss Whedon because although screen time is clearly going more in different directions, we don't get a whole lot of Thor in this movie, but we got way more of him the first one. Yeah. Every character 
is still so well handled as to having moments, having, you know, um, their screen time mean something. Right. I think this movie is about as perfect of a sequel as anyone could ever write. And if it wasn't for the Clintasha bit, I would totally agree <laughs> with you. <laughs> and, 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 like, that's, it's, it, it's personal to you. That's totally, it, um, it's totally personal. The, I, I think when uh, Natasha and Banner talk it out, yeah. I completely, I understand why the relationship is there and why there may be feelings there. I yeah. do feel it's rushed because yeah. we're suddenly here. Yeah. But once it was kind of explained and rationalized, like, you think you're a monster because you turn into the Hulk. I think I'm a monster because I have killed literally so many people yeah. that I feel so guilty. Yeah. It's not the, the, it's not the, the physical... I turn into a raging Hulk that makes destruction everywhere he goes. God, I'm uh, I'm 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 an inner monster, right? And the two of them, yeah, I would believe would kind of yin and yang and become like a, a cohesive relationship, right? Right. I would have just I would have liked to have seen that just like let's build that up in this movie yes. and then make it pay off in the next movie, you yeah. know, or or not at all. <laughs> you know, what? and I was also fine if if not at all yeah. if if they. Played more, you know, Clintasha stuff. Shit, that was my phone. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I would have been been fine uh, either way. No matter what, hands down, this was an amazing fucking yeah. movie. I'm gonna go see it worth, again. Yeah, worth all the hype that it ha- that it gave itself yeah. up until the release. Yeah. Worth all the money it's it's made. Um, I'd go back and see it just to watch the Hulk Buster scene from beginning to end. Yeah. Just amazing. Yeah. Just incredible. Uh, and and I can't I can't wait to to see Cap two yeah yeah definitely um, or Cap three I guess oh I'm sorry yeah Cap three just yeah. to see Cap three in Civil War um, <laughs> I saw I'm, another one of those memes it said Hulk Tasha Clint Tasha Squinty Glare Civil War because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm curious how how we get to there because we seem to end uh, on pretty friendly terms at yeah, the end of yeah. uh, Avengers but it, it did have some setting up though so. yes there's yeah. there, I think some of the some of the groundwork is is laid in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been nice to have like a an extra stinger that yeah. uh, helps build to that. Because yeah. I, I can see how this movie has no real relation to Ant Man. Yeah. But Cap Three, very direct relation. So something that could have given us a little piece yeah. of that would have been nice. Yeah. Still fun though. Yes. I really liked it. So if uh, you guys have uh, opinions about the movie, your favorite part that you know we may not have missed. Like I said, my favorite part uh, began when the lights went down and <laughs> ends when the lights come up. There you go. Like I love so much of this movie. Let us know uh, your opinions on um, the whole feminism outcry. Yes. Uh, and how Joss Whedon has been under attack. Jeremy Renner making insensitive uh, jokes about yeah. uh, Natasha being a slut. Mm-hmm. Let us know about any of that and more. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Tumblr, Instagram. You can email us at comicissues at gmail.com. Uh, you can comment on the articles. Elizabeth's uh, great article is on the website, comic-issues.com. Uh, you can make sure you're always going to hit up this podcast every week when it comes out, including that special extra. Every other uh, Thursday, you get a little slice of uh, the Wallace Twins and the Night Vale recap. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and the Stitcher and the Pod Bay, yeah. which I almost forgot. That's yeah, right. Uh, we are part of the PixelatedGeek.com network, of course, uh, home of all kinds of geekiness, from comic books and this to video games and movies and more. So be sure to uh, to check us out there. Until next week, everybody, uh, 
can't wait for that Secret Wars number two. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited. really looking forward to that. So excited. Yeah. Uh, Convergence 6. Mm. Uh, until next week, I'm Anthony Silva. Elizabeth Loss. And good geeking. Bye.